Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting from the beautiful Trinity High School uh, in the Fisher Commons area, and uh, we're just glad you're here with us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. We have a great show in store for you. My name is Mike Kidrowski. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Amanda Ellerkamp, the counselor at Trinity High School, and uh, we're uh, just glad that you joined us this morning. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, the administration of Trinity High School for the invitation to set up our studios in the Fisher Commons area here this morning. But like we do uh, with every show, we start off with prayer. But first, I want to welcome my uh, my co-host, Amanda Ellerkamp. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed abundantly. And uh, <laughs> gee, it's sure nice to have you carve out some time out of your busy schedule to be a co-host. Yeah, now, thanks You for are me. a veteran co-host now. <laughs> it's my second time. Is that okay. making me a veteran? <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, thank you, Amanda. And uh, uh, we are blessed with our first uh, guest this morning in Monsignor Thomas Richter. Good morning, Monsignor. Thank you, Mike. Good to be here. And would you please uh, lead us in prayer? Certainly. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus, as this day begins, we offer to you all that we are and all that we have for the intentions of your sacred heart. In return, we simply ask you to unite us to yourself, our body to your body, our blood to your blood, our mind to your mind, our will to your will, our soul to your soul, our heart to your heart, all that, you, all that we are to all that you are so as to make us an offering to the glory of the Father. We ask all this in your beautiful name. Amen. In the Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Monsignor. Amen. Thank you, Monsignor. And, uh, gee, uh, uh, you, you, <laughs> came, uh, you, you came across the, the parking lot from your parish at Quinnipiac yes. in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're in the Diocese of Bismarck. We're good friends. Trinity and, and Queen of Peace are good friends. For many, many years, since 1983 when the uh, building was built, or previous to that, 1973, the Mass used to be at Trinity High School for about 10 years. Then the, yeah. the, built the building in 1983. So strong history here of uh, Queen of Peace and the partnership with, with Trinity High School. Well, Monsignor, uh, uh, Gee, with no further ado, we, we want to get right into to your topic uh, and uh, trusting trusting in the Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not easy on you, Monsignor, but uh, let's see. For, well, first, let's start with why uh, trust in the Lord is so important. Well, because it's just about everything. Um, I think in order uh, to, to understand uh, the importance of trusting in God and how the whole thing works. Uh, one needs to have uh, the right idea of God. Mm. Uh, the right idea of God, that God is ever active. 
I think today there is a, a terrible tendency of believing in a deistic God, a God who is, uh, if present, still not active in history, in my personal life, in my personal history, in my day. Ah, but the, the God revealed by Christ is ever-present and ever-active. Ever-present and ever-active. And he is actively, with all his power and all his goodness, all his goodwill, he is actively using all that intelligence, all that power, all that goodness for my good. Now here's where it gets good. To the degree I trust him, I let him, I let him do what he's trying to do. To the degree I don't, I resist him. Mm. And so trust is precisely, is precisely what allows God access to my heart, to my life, to save me, to convert me, to heal me, to love me, to encourage me, to strengthen me, to enlighten me, to console me, etc. Um, and so, and so well, you, could say, you could say this, right? If God's the son... To the degree I don't trust him, the shades are closed, or I'm in a basement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To the degree I trust him, the shades open up. It, my trust doesn't change God one bit on how he relates to me. Mm -hmm. Trusting God changes my capacity to, um, to uh, receive and uh, what he's doing. So... Yeah, I love that, Monsignor, the, that image, you know, that the ball's in our court, so to speak, right? We're, of opening those shades and allowing, allowing God in. But as you said, when we were visiting before on air, it's easy to say and hard to do, right? Easy, yes. easy to talk about, but hard to do. And in, in my work as a counselor, I see a lot of individuals who are plagued with worry and anxiety. And these things are, are not of God, right? God does not want that. Of us, so how do we begin to take some tangible steps to open those shades, Very so good. to speak? Very good. Well, uh, let me back up just one step before that, Amanda. Profound, a profound. So th th this this reveals part of the what gives an insight as to why trust is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, it's because of original sin. Uh, in in order to understand original sin, we have to understand that trust was attacked. Mm that our capacity to trust was deeply harmed. Mm -hmm. In fact, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, I think it's paragraph 379, 397, I can't remember, but it says this, man tempted by the devil, listen to this line, let his trust for his creator die in his heart. Mm -hmm. Original sin was a choice to let, a choice by man to let his trust in his creator die in his heart what do how does how does trust how does one let trust die in one's heart one forgets the goodness of the one that one used to trust how does one grow in trust in a person by experiencing the goodness of that person to me it would be quite unhealthy psychologically to trust someone that's not good to me and so, by original sin, our capacity to enter in and encounter and experience the goodness of God has now been harmed. God has not become less good. Our capacity to enter into it has been harmed. And thus, 
the capacity to trust has been harmed. And so baptism in the whole Christian life is about restoring, awakening again in the heart, trust in this good God by encountering and entering into his goodness. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us today, we're Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting here at Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota, at the Diocese of Bismarck. And we're visiting with Monsignor Thomas Richter, the former vocations director of the Diocese of Bismarck, now the pastor at Queen of Peace Parish. We're talking about trusting in the Lord. And Monsignor, you, uh, uh, you uh, mentioned uh, trust, and, uh, and you're talking about the, the word that entered into my head and heart when you were talking about trust in the Lord was, was freedom. Trust in the Lord brings you freedom. Oftentimes, we as human in this secular world, we are, uh, oh no, I can't, I can't, I, I, I have my plans, I have, and then my plans, you stick close to my plans too much and be, it becomes a, a, a bondage. You give your trust to God and trust in his plan, all of a sudden, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. Could, could you discuss that a little bit? We'll try. <laughs> well, um, to, to, to answer, I, I still haven't addressed Amanda's question. I'm well sorry. Enough. That's why she has this mean look at me. <laughs> um, and, and then I'll uh, try to get to yours. But okay, sorry. Th- right? So, so trust then. Why, why does worry come in when I don't trust? Why does anxiety come in when I don't trust? Why am I not free when I don't trust? There you go. Right? Beca- because trust, it, trust happens or doesn't happen in the places in my life where I can't. I can't. Trust isn't required where I am self-sufficient. Trust isn't required where I can. Trust is required in the places of my life where I can't. I can't change what I'd like to change. I can't make happen what I'd like to happen. I can't control what I'd like to control. And therefore, if I don't trust in those situations, I, be, I worry, I become anxious, I beca- life becomes really hard. Um, if I do learn how to trust there, then those places are precisely where the Lord frees, precisely where the Lord provides for me, precisely where the Lord shows me His goodness. It's precisely where I can't, but the Lord can, and I let Him do what He can that I can't, that I come to experience. God is so good to me. But if I don't trust Him, I'm keeping the curtains closed, and I feel like He never helps me but he is helping me, I just don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, an example I often use growing up uh, was tying my shoes. When I first learned how to tie my shoes, I, my brother I, or my sister taught me how to tie my shoes, and I was really proud. And I tried it once, got it right, blah, blah, blah. blah. I was so proud I ran up to my mom and said, Mom, look at I can tie my shoes. She said, oh, good, show me. So I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I couldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, so frustrating. I, I, and this is when I had two thumbs, but I, 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 I couldn't get it. And I got frustrated. Mom said, uh, you want me to help you? I said, no, blah, blah, blah. So she kept asking, you want me? No, 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 no. And I eventually started crying. Ah. And uh, okay. so, so here was my mother willing to do something. I couldn't, but she could. But pride, pride prevented me from receiving her help. Trust. Trust allows God's goodness to enter in and pervade my present moment. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, but, 
But in order to do that, I, I have to humble myself, sur- whatever you want to use, surrender, abandon. But, but I can't do that if I, believe, if I believe in a God who is not active. Mm-hmm. Trust is not about getting God to act. Trust is a grace from God that allows that he moves me to allow him to act. God acts, I respond. Not we act, God responds. Um, and so the, the, heart of the, the heart of the whole issue of trust, so I've always used this, since we're in a school, I suppose this is somewhat appropriate. We learn trust in the classroom of dependence. Mm-hmm. We learn trust in the classroom of dependence. The problem is, right, we want to be independent. We don't want to be dependent on God. Got it. And so we rebel. And thus, and thus, our heart, our our trust in our creator dies in our heart. Mm -hmm. So there's the element of releasing my own control in order to trust in and depend on God, which is really hard for us as human beings, because as Mike was alluding to earlier, but... I have my ideas, my plans, my thoughts of how this should go, and we're like a little child grasping to those untied uh, shoes and not letting right. mom step in that's to right. help. That's right. And, and it's even uh, more irrational than that, Amanda, right? We're not even letting go of our control because we don't have control. We don't even have control. <laughs> yeah. We have the illusion of control. We have the illusion of control. Yeah. So, so actually, trust is about acknowledging that I don't have control, acknowledging that I'm uh, inept here, acknowledging that I'm poor, acknowledging that I'm helpless, acknowledging that I'm dependent, acknowledging that I'm a little child and somebody has to feed me. Um, right? So, so trust isn't about I have control and now I'm going to give it up. <laughs> trust is, <laughs> trust is, I, I don't have control. I've never had control. Recognizing here. we've not been and, in control yeah, all that's along. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, and having faith in that there is one who is in control that's right. and has loved us from the beginning and wants our, our well-being which and, goes, and resting in, in that fact. Which goes to show trust isn't about trying to enter into some make-believe fantasy. It's about accepting reality, truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yes. yes. Very well, good. folks, um, as you can tell, we are in the school. We're in uh, the commons area <laughs> yeah, of Bush. Trinity High School, and Monsignor says something uh, referred to control. We, we uh, don't have control of the background noise, but that's life, folks. Uh, that is a sign of life when we have school little, teaming uh, with uh, life. We have students walking by, smiling students, waving to uh, Mrs. Ellerkamp here. <laughs> it's just great. Uh, it's great to be at Trinity High School. It's great to be with Monsignor Richter, who is our guest this half hour, and I'm with my co-host, Amanda Ellerkamp. Uh, We have to take a break right now. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. 
Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with my co-host, Amanda Ellerkamp. And uh, we are just so glad that you've joined us this morning. We have a special guest in uh, Monsignor Thomas Richter. Uh, today, and uh, we are broadcasting from uh, Trinity High School in the Diocese of Bismarck and Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, uh, Amanda, uh, go right ahead. And uh, yeah, you, you, well, you bef- before I pose Monsignor. another question for Monsignor, <laughs> I got some little news from a birdie in the hallway that it's actually Monsignor's birthday. Oh, oh my goodness! Well, today, happy so birthday, it's particular. Uh, I want to wish him Shoot a, a, a blessing. <laughs> Uh, a blessed and happy birthday to you, and that you took time out of your busy schedule on oh your birthday goodness. morning, Monsignor. Yes, we should have had you. cake if had I known. Yes. Had uh, I known, we do have a donut for you. Yeah, we. There might be a donut lying around somewhere. Okay. We could put a candle just, in it, just so Mike doesn't try to sing to me. Yes, we'll we'll save that for the end. That'll no, be the finale. We want we want people to listen to us <laughs> over the air, Monsignor. Not, not turn not us on. Tune out. Not tune out. So uh, I I love the analogies you were giving us. You know, before the break about talking and trust in God and you know it's up to us to open those shades and, and to lean into that and, and, and coming to grasp and just accept that reality that we've never been in control all along right, right. Re- relinquishing that idea uh, of control so how do we go about um, learning you know to do that and more fully leaning into that into that uh, relationship with God oh, thanks Amanda it's a big uh, it's a big and important question um, a couple of ideas First of all, I think we need conversion. Conversion around how we see these places in our life. Uh, How we see the place that is um, beyond me. So how I see the place where I lose patience. Where I see this place where... um, 
I, uh, I, my, I can't. Because most of us dislike it. Mm -hmm. Right? But when you go through the Gospels, what brings people to Jesus, what enables people to encounter the power and the love and the goodness of God in Jesus is their poverty. Um, but as long as we dislike it, as long as, we, as long as our life is about, I got to get rid of this place so then I can be independent. We're never going to ever enter into that classroom as this place where God takes care of me and where I actually meet him. But I, and, so, and so the place where he's always trying to encounter me, I'm trying to always get out of it because I dislike it. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I, don't because I don't want to be a child, right? I want to be God. Mm. I want to be God. I don't want to have to depend on him. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to, him to have him provide for me, right? So, um, for a farmer, right, it's a drought. I'd like to control the rain. I'd like to make it rain. I can't. So, what are you going to do there? Do you see this as a place where... Oh my gosh, God is going to really do something great for me. Or a place where I start throwing wrenches. Mm. But the, it begins by how we see human need. How we see our own human need. Imagine if your little babies, Amanda, huh, disliked themselves because they couldn't change their own diaper, couldn't feed themselves, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. All those are places where they can't. They're hungry. But somebody has to feed me. Um, and this is precisely what trust is about. But um, because we, we don't believe in the reality of God, right? The, re the, the real reality, his real presence, his real activity, um, we get into the, this place and uh, we want to start uh, rebelling and getting out of it. So I would say the answer to your, the first part of that uh, answer is, how do I see this place? Um, in 2010, at this uh, conference we were just talking about, right? The analogy I used was Jimmy and Johnny. Uh, they're both five years old. Jimmy can't sleep at night. He's filled with worries and anxieties because he doesn't know how he's going to pay the mortgage. How he's going to uh, buy groceries how he's going to make breakfast. And so he can't sleep because life is so hard and difficult and so burdened, so dark. And he has so many worries. Uh, down in the park, he goes down to see Jimmy the next day. Or Johnny, I was getting messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny is, uh, you know, playing on the monkey bars, having the time of his life and says, Jimmy, how are you doing? He says, terrible. My life's so hard. I can't sleep. I have worries, anxiety, blah, blah. And, Jim, and Johnny says, why? Well, I, I don't know how to pay the mortgage. I don't know how I'm going to buy groceries. I don't know how I'm going to do all these things. And Johnny looks at him and says, my dad does all that. My dad does all that. Hmm. The same place where Johnny experienced the goodness of his dad is the same place Jimmy experienced life as anxious and hard and bad and difficult. The very place that causes anxiety and worry is the very place where God wants to show us that he is our father. And that isn't pious sentimentality. 
He's real. He's really our father. He really takes care of us. He's really active. He's really present. He really does these things. He really does care. So, um, for all the listeners, I would say, what is that place? What is your classroom of dependence? And what do you do there? Um, second, and then once we enter that classroom, right? But by, by the way, this is Jesus, right? Jesus is the poorest of the poor. Hmm. Jesus is the most dependent of all. When Jesus says, unless you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. He's saying, unless you become like me, hmm. who is a child, the child of God. So Jesus loves his dependence. Jesus loves that the Father has to take care of him. In fact, in John, Jesus says, Jesus says, I can't do anything on my own. That utter dependence, and again, that <laughs> relinquishing that idea of control and leaning in. That's right. To allowing God that's, to take care of us. That's right. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, that I. I had never contemplated that before. I think of, you know, Jesus as that ultimate child and in, in loving that dependence. So, and what I hear you saying, Monsignor, you know, talking about there's, it doesn't mean that life is going to be easy, right? No. That this, because I think we sometimes have this notion of, well, when things are hard, then that means I'm not trusting enough or that God doesn't love me or, right? Th those things are not mutually exclusive. Very good. So here would, in a, in a big, big picture, Amanda, once you enter that classroom, right? right. Once you become consciously aware of this is something I'd like to change, but can't. Like a, something I'd like to control, but can't. Blah blah blah. Right. Once I enter that classroom, um, now I start moving away from this. I want this to happen. I want to do this. I want that to right here. Jesus, I give you full permission to whatever you are doing here to be done. Right here, I give you full permission, full access to everything in me to change me because I'm a mess and I don't know how to trust you and I want to learn. I want you to teach me how right here. And so whatever you want to do, whatever you're laboring to do right here, let it be done on your terms. On your terms. Mm -hmm. Prove to me that you are trustworthy. Prove to me that you take care of me. Prove to me. And I'm going to get out of my head where I just sit in my mind trying to figure out how to do this. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going to you. So that's the, that's the thing, right? What, what, is the, what is the most basic, uh, the most basic interior experience of lack of trust? being absorbed in one's mind all alone trying to figure out how to control this. Mm -hmm. Right? So trust always puts me in relationship with one who is here taking care of me. A lack of trust always absorbs me in myself in my own mind. Jimmy trying to figure out how he's going to pay the mortgage. He's all alone. All alone. All alone in a burden. Mm -hmm. This is Adam after he sins. He let his trust in his creator die in his heart, which means he now is alone in his problems. Yeah, fear is very isolating. 
Yeah. And and the devil wants us to feel that, or he wants That's to right. feel that we're alone. It's just you, you know, because that removes us from that goodness of God, totally. which is sitting there waiting for us. So trust. How do you? How does one trust? One only trust to the degree one turns out of oneself, out of one's ridiculous, silly little broken mind, and relates to the God who is right there doing something. Whether I feel He's doing something, whether I think He's doing something, whether I. Uh, um, experience him doing something, whether I feel it, he is. And I start just surrendering and turning to him as much as I can in my little amount of trust that I have with the hope that it grows. Mm-hmm. But trust can only happen to the degree I'm with another. Yes. Trust is in a person who's present, who's active. A lack of trust is me absorbed in myself trying to do something uh, on my own that I can. Yeah. yeah, I love that. We have uh, just uh, uh, a couple minutes here, Monsignor. Uh, any final thoughts uh, to leave uh, our listening audience? This has been a, a great, great half oh, hour. Oh, good. Thanks, Mike. I, I actually have, I wanted to, a beautiful book. A beautiful book. You got it. If you don't have it yet, get on uh, the web and buy it. Jesus, I Trust in You by Sister Faustina Maria Pia. Mm. It's fun to say. Faustina Maria Pia. I just gave her a retreat. She's a sister of life out in New York. She's the one who wrote the Litany of Trust. You know, that little trifold brochure. It's fabulous. She wrote that, and now um, she just wrote a book on that. Look at right there. Mike, you haven't. Uh, no, it's a, it's a different one. Okay. But the Jesus, I Trust in You, um, it's 30 chapters, and one chapter is on each invocation in that litany. I'm about half done with it. It's extraordinary. Hmm. It's really extraordinary. It's accessible. It's uh, it's done in a language that uh, just about anybody can um, beautiful comprehend, enjoy, appreciate. So Jesus, I trust in you. Uh, the subtitle is a personal retreat. A personal retreat with the litany of trust. Sister Faustina Maria Piet. Uh, the publisher is Emmaus Road. I just ordered two hundred and fifty of them for really? the good people at Queen of Peace for Advent. Beautiful. Wow. wow, wonderful. Thank you so much, Monsignor, for, for being with us this My pleasure. Morning. Yes, uh, uh, Monsignor Thomas Richter, the pastor of Queen of Peace Parish, joining us this morning. Thank you so much, Monsignor, and happy birthday to you. Thank you. Gifts uh, can be dropped off at 725. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. See you. Oh, folk, okay, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick, quick break, but stay where you're at. There's a free giveaway just on the other side. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 